Hey everybody, welcome to Back to the Future of the Podcast. And before we start the show today, I want to tell everybody that this podcast is brought to you by Scoutmaster, the free and new app for film and TV shooting locations. Now users can scout the world and master the movies with Scoutmaster, which features GPS navigation powered by Google Maps and which also features the most comprehensive database of shooting locations available on the web. Thinking of planning a trip around locations to your favorite films and shows? Curious to see what films and shows were shot in your own neck of the woods? Scoutmaster's got you covered. It's free. It's free. On both the Google Play and the App Store, Scoutmaster contains tens of thousands of shooting locations around the globe to films and shows of all genres, from action to romance, drama to comedy, horror to sci-fi, maybe back to the future, and all locations are gathered and verified from hundreds of online sources. Unable to find shooting locations to your own personal favorite titles? Well, Scoutmaster's got you covered there as well with its free 48-hour guarantee. Users can easily request any film or television title, no matter how obscure, and Scoutmaster will scout that title's locations for you in two days or less, absolutely free. That's insane. Join Scoutmaster's community of film enthusiasts, scout your own discovered shooting locations for full credit, and as a bonus, Scoutmaster's map also includes memorabilia museums, theme tours, and even rare behind-the-scenes locations that inspire the on-screen action of your favorite films and shows. Sign up free today on Google Play and the App Store or find out more information on ScoutmasterApp.com. That's all one word, ScoutmasterApp.com. Scout the world and master the movies with Scoutmaster. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Gale, co-creator of Back to the Future, and you're listening to Brad Gilmore. Oh, Brad, what have you done now? Doc! Ah! Okay, relax, Doc. It's me. It's me. It's Martin. Oh, I can't be. Just sent you back to the future. Yeah. Oh, I know. You did send me back to the future, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? What about the DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Future, the podcast, the only podcast looking back in time at the greatest film trilogy of all time, Back to the Future. I'm your friend in time, Brad Gilmore, and boy, do we have a show for you today. Season 7 finale of this podcast, and it came uh, in a way that I did not expect. I um, was fully expecting to do a uh, a, a full-length commentary of Back to the Future Part 2 to book in this season, and then I was going to get right into Season 8, because I already have several things lined up for Season 8, and then I said, you know, what better way to close this chapter of Season 7 in the same way that it began? And um, there's a special coming out on Discovery Channel called Expedition Back to the Future, and I knew this has been coming for some time, and... You know, one thing leads to another. I get in contact with the Discovery Channel, and next thing I know, the doc himself, Christopher Lloyd, joins me today on Back to the Future, the podcast, to close out the season. I had a snippet of a conversation with him from earlier this, or from, was it earlier this year, or was it last year? Last year. I had a snippet of a conversation with him from last year, and I played that on the 
season premiere of Back to the Future, the podcast, season seven. And then the next episode was Bob Gale. Now look at this. The penultimate episode of season seven was with Bob Gale, and the finale is going out like we started. I talk to Christopher Lloyd. We had a Zoom conversation when he was in the middle of filming uh, some project that he's working on. I guess it's a top secret one. But we talk about Expedition Back to the Future. I asked Christopher Lloyd which of the movies is his favorite. What would be a bigger detriment to society if this man was in power? Biff from the alternate 1985 or Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? We also talk about his visit to the DeLorean uh, Motor Company's headquarters here in Houston, Texas, and so much more. You know, we really got to – it was a, it was really an honor. And they say you're never supposed to meet your heroes, but I really believe if you can give someone their flowers, you need to go ahead and do it. And I got to give Christopher Lloyd his flowers on this episode at the very at the very end of the show. And, you know, the doc is an icon. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is an icon. And the fact that I have any amount of his time is words really don't describe it. Growing up, Christopher Lloyd was my favorite actor. Whether that be from Back to the Future, The Page Master, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Addams Family, Taxi, Going South, which is a movie I watched a lot. He was one of my favorite actors, and still is. And he's inspired so many. And to be able to have 15 to 20 minutes of his time is something that I just, I can't put into words how much it meant to me. And I'm going to share it with you here on Season 7 of Back to the Future, the podcast, the finale of this season. Here it is, my interview with the one and only, the absolute legend himself. You know him as Dr. Emmett L. Brown, but today we talk to him as the one and only Mr. Christopher Lloyd. Here it is. And he joins me right now on the show to talk Expedition Back to the Future. It launches March 15th on Discovery Plus. He is the man himself. He is the legendary Mr. Christopher Lloyd. Mr. Lloyd, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Great introduction. <laughs> Oh, th- well, thank you, sir. Uh, it, it, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk to you about this incredible series, something about Back to the Future. There's always something every single year that us uh, Back to the Future fans can look forward to. And let's talk about Expedition Back to the Future. I got to see the first episode last night, and it is so enjoyable to see your journey along with Josh. Well, you refer to him as several different names, but uh, along with Josh in this uh, search for the time machine. Tell us about this and and what the experience was like getting to shoot this, you know, 35, 36 years after Back to the Future. Yeah, well, working with Josh was fabulous. Um, We we had a uh, good chemistry and he's really good. You know, he's very personable and Great sense of humor, personality, and, and uh, we just seem to hit it off pretty well. You know, so I, I was delighted working with him. It made it a, a real adventure. Yeah, and, and you, I, I felt that that's kind of the core. Whatever the story is about, you know, the the guy, me, and and the you know, whatever, we we have to we have to get along good. 
to make it work. So I was concerned about that. Um, so I'm delighted. Yeah, um, watching it was so much fun. You're right. There is a lot of adventure to it. Um, even in the previews of it, I saw that you, uh, you you made pilgrimage down to my hometown of Houston, Texas, to visit the DeLorean headquarters, which is just it's a place I've been privileged to be able to, uh, that I've been able to go and, and visit myself. Um, tell me about what that experience was like to see that incredible DeLorean factory and that this movie, Back to the Future, has sustained this company now for almost four decades. How incredible was that? I'm, uh, it's amazing. And the fact that the warehouses, I understand that he built for the purpose of storing all, all the material effects, of, you know, the, all, the, all the parts to produce or make a DeLorean are preserved there <laughs> in Houston. And that, you know, and he's, I believe, just waiting for the opportunity to kind of build, make, make DeLoreans with all, all those parts. It's incredible. When I got the tour there, there were boxes from West Germany, uh, boxes of parts from West Germany. How you know, it just tells you the history of uh, of the DeLorean Motor Company is is incredible. And who who would have thought that a film would really fuel this automobile industry? Right. I mean, it's fueled DeLorean for, like I said, almost four decades. I'm sure you never imagined that. It's, It's exactly the right choice at the right time. I mean, it had it just. Uh, breathes future. It's futuristic. It's it's odd with the wing doors and all that. It's sleek and it's metallic. It just it just had all the ingredients. It was just the perfect uh, choice. You know, the thing about Back to the Future, there's always new and interesting facts and information that are always coming out about the uh, about the franchise without giving anything away for the upcoming expedition Back to the Future on Discovery Plus March the 15th. Without giving anything away, is there anything that you learned or you saw during filming of Expedition that you were just blown away by or surprised by? Well, I, I, I guess I, I got to say... Uh, the fact that I come back um, in in a um, what's it uh, a Tesla a Tesla <laughs> um, is is a little, it's a different image totally <laughs> but it's kind of fun you know uh, Doc flew around with other possibilities <laughs> so he. Doc decided to, uh, you know. Make it a Tesla. It's kind of really the next logical step, right? If you think about, when I saw that last night, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, the, the natural progression would be from the DeLorean to today's times. It would be a Tesla, right? I mean, it just makes uh, proper sense. Yeah. And who knows? Elon Musk might have already figured out time trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, you never know. Um, you know, but, I've obviously I love these films since I first saw them when I was very young and the Back to the Future franchise has had such a massive impact on the entire world. 
Um, but being from Texas, like I said, I always had an affinity. I think that's part of being a Texan is when you're born, you automatically love Westerns. So uh-huh. uh, when Back to the Future 3 was a Western, I absolutely loved that. And for the longest time, it was my favorite of the three films. Uh, I ask you, did you enjoy working uh, Back to the Future 3 to be in that Western? Because I actually saw another movie you did, Going South, um, which was also a Western movie with Jack Nicholson and, and, and all that. Did you enjoy the Western motif? And which of the three is your personal favorite? Well, that happens to be my personal favorite. Look that at that. <laughs> I a button. Yeah, I just, um, I, I, I love, I, I grew up with the Western mystique in my head. And I went to a, to a ranch for a summer in Wyoming. Um, and did all this Western stuff. And so I, I have a feel kind of affinity with that. So I, I loved it. <laughs> I loved the, you know, uh, horseback riding. Um, Doc has a romance. I mean, you know, and, and uh, what, what else? Um, yeah, there's some other factor in there. But it just, it just was good. Yeah, and to me, I, and I love the second movie, but to me, the third one is most similar to the first one in the ways of you're stuck in the past, you don't have a clear way to get back to the future, and in the first movie, it's more Marty's journey, in this one, it was more of yours. Right, yeah. Life's we're, fun. <laughs> <laughs> we're, spe- we're speaking the same language, I see. Um, but... but when you think about the films, um, and they again, they, this is all talking about Expedition Back to the Future launches March the 15th on Discovery+. Plus. Um, when you think about the films, obviously it, there's, there's so many things that are touchstones of pop culture, whether it be the DeLorean, whether it be the, uh, the hoverboard, the Nike Air Mags, things of this nature. Also, Great Scott, Heavy. These are things that have entered into the American lexicon that I'm sure will never leave. But you have a particular quote in the movie that I love more than anything else, and that is when you refer to as a or when Doc Brown refers to a dance as a rhythmic ceremonial ritual, which I just thought is the most Doc Brown way to say there's a school dance this Saturday night. But yeah. is is there a particular line of dialogue that you got to deliver as Doc Brown that every time you see the film you're like, oh, I loved when I said that line. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yes. You know, I, I mean, you could always tweak it one way or another, but I, yeah, have in roads where we're going, we don't need, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, you know, still a good quote, quote to live by, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, speaking of that, you've, I'm sure, seen your fair share of Back to the Future merchandise over the years and great collectibles. Um, is there any item that you've gotten to see, I don't know, over the last several years where you're like, wow, I can't believe that they were able to pull this off. This is such a cool piece of movie memorabilia. Uh-huh. Um, well, I, I've been... <laughs> the only thing I've got in my... <laughs> house is a shirt <laughs> so is that real i saw that in the special without giving too much away but the uh i bought it back <laughs> I, I, finally had, I finally had a use for it <laughs> so that was real that was your actual shirt that's great um you know when we talk about 
the upcoming special, again, I, it, I saw the first episode. It is absolutely phenomenal. And you've gotten to reprise the role as Doc over the years many times, whether it's for a cameo in Once Upon a Time in the West or a special like this or even Doc Brown Saves the World uh, in to- 2015. Um but for the fans, we obviously everyone always wanted to see a Back to the Future 4. We're very clear that that's not going to happen. But did you enjoy getting to reprise the character for what I feel are the spiritual sequels to the movie for Back to the Future, the ride, and the game? The game uh, storyline was phenomenal with the Citizen Brown angle and all that nature. Did you enjoy getting to, to do that? Yeah, well, I, I'm Doc Brown in a scene or two, I, I forget. And then I'm just me. You know, and um, I, I just it had it had me playing head games with myself to try to figure out, you know, which is which and what is, you know, uh, so it made it interesting. I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I really did, uh, it, and I enjoyed I enjoyed bringing Doc back back. You know, the challenge of it and all that, but. I'm not supposed to be a character. <laughs> you know, I'm just supposed to be me. Uh, and that's kind of interesting. You know, how, how far do I want to go or whatever? You know, it's, it's a little self-conscious in a sense, but um, it worked, I feel. You know, I'm, I'm happy with, quite happy with the way it came out because I, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the, 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 um, the angle that, I guess Christopher Lloyd plays Christopher Lloyd in this uh, expedition series is really fun. I'm sure to be able to kind of show a different side, maybe of your personality that maybe people don't get to see all the time. Yeah, that still holds up. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that it does. Um, I think that you're probably one of the few people to hold this distinction of playing both a doctor and a professor in the same year of 1985. Because, of course, Back to the Future came out in 1985. So did one of my other favorite movies, Clue the Movie, where you got to play Professor Plum. That movie uh-huh. as well has taken on kind of a whole life of its own and become a cult classic. Did you lo- Did you know when you were on that set that you had something there? Because a lot of times when you're working on something creatively, there's a feel to it. And that movie uh-huh. has a real feel to it. I just wonder if that was happening on set as you were creating that film. Uh, I, I think so. I, I mean, I, I really f- I thought the cast was a phenomenal cast. I felt incredibly privileged to be among them. And uh, our director, I can't you know, not getting the name right off, but a British English. Uh, uh, he was great. He really was into it and and made it happen. Uh, it had kind of a soft opening uh, here, but um, I've, I've been aware that over <laughs> across the pond they love it. You know, it's very popular, and it keeps going on. You know, if I go to a, a Comic Con. And I'm signing with so many people who select something from from uh, that film. From Clue, yeah. I mean, it was you had this great run of, of characters that you got to play, whether it be Professor Plum, Fester Adams in the Adams Family, which was just great off-the-wall character, Doc Brown. And, of course, in 1988, you got to play Judge Doom uh, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And that's my question for you. You know, 
Who do you think would have been a bigger danger to society? Biff, 1985 Biff, the alternate Biff who owns the casino in the entire world, or Judge Doom? Who do you think was the more evil between the two? That's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 uh, uh, I feel Biff was a little more dangerous. Besides the fact that he was real, <laughs> but he, and I think Judge Doom. I think I don't think he had that kind of melanoma uh, or whatever it is. Um, huge. He's not out to conquer the world. He's got his own little pocket uh, where he, he handles things. But Biff is like, you know. All the way, right? Biff all the way uh, with the evil stuff. Again, the special is Expedition Back to the Future. It launches on March the 15th on Discovery Plus. And I, I got to say, a, as a fan, to be able to still see new Back to the Future uh, content is always incredible. They say that you're never supposed to meet your, your heroes or never talk to them or meet your idols. But I will say for myself personally, um, I have to give you credit while I have the opportunity to. You've been an incredible influence on my life and so many others. Uh, I've long said since I was a young man that Christopher Lloyd is my favorite actor of all time. And that statement still stands true. The energy and enthusiasm you bring to every project is felt by audience members the worldwide. And I just want to say, sir, it's an honor to speak with you. And thank you for your incredible career and all the work and entertainment that you've given to us over the years i thank you thank you all right that is christopher lloyd this special is expedition back to the future it launches on march the 15th on discovery plus exclusively on discovery plus so everybody go check that out this weekend this is the great christopher lloyd mr lloyd thank you so much it has been an absolute honor be well And there he was, the Doc, Christopher Lloyd, joining me on Back to the Future, the podcast finale of season seven. I want to thank everybody, and that mean I mean everybody, for joining me on this season of the podcast. That's both episodes with Bob Gale, both episodes with Christopher Lloyd. I want to give a big shout out to Jeremiah Chachik, Eric Tate, Chris Jericho, Chris Van Vliet, Jennifer Trotu, Darlene Vogel, Mikey Day, Daniel J. Glenn, and, of course, Peter Rosenberg. That has been Season 7 of Back to the Future Podcast, but don't worry. I'm your friend of time, Brad Gilmore, and I will see you in the future.